Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst-case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith. And I am The Alarmist. everyone. Thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest disasters and figure out who's to blame. If we sound a little different here today, it's because here at The Alarmist, we are recording remotely until the self-isolation slash quarantine slash coronavirus situation is under control. So this is us over here at The Alarmist doing our part to help flatten the curve. Now, What does not flatten the curve is hoarding, specifically toilet paper. Now, I am certain none of the alarmy is to blame for this. But who is? Today, we will decide who's to blame for the coronavirus toilet paper crisis. Here's what you need to know. In December of 2019, a novel coronavirus outbreak was discovered in the Chinese city of Wuhan. 
To date, the virus has become a pandemic and has been confirmed in over 100 countries, and it has infected over 215,000 people worldwide and killed more than 9,000. While this situation is unprecedented and its outcome and destruction to be determined, one thing has surely taken the world by surprise the consequent toilet paper crisis of 2020. Anywhere you go, you still see this. Shelves are bare. Here at Costco, shoppers told us they were out of baby wipes, toilet paper, paper towels, same old stuff. A woman in Glendale said she went to two stores just to find some milk. Federal, local officials say supply is not short, but people are so concerned they are clearing out store after store still. Here at Costco, I've run into people who are shopping every day or almost every day out of concern. As the coronavirus continued to spread in the first few months of 2020, people began preparing to hunker down for isolation and lockdown. Mass hysteria led to the clearing out of grocery store shelves. But while many of the pantry staples like pasta, canned foods, and bread have been hard to come by, nothing is in higher demand than toilet paper. Toilet paper has become the ultimate symbol for panic buying. Suppliers of the latest ultimate luxury have been overwhelmed by demand and struggling to keep up with their orders. Georgia Pacific, the maker of Angel Soft and Quilted Northern toilet paper, said that last week, some orders from retailers nearly doubled. The company managed to ship out 20% more than its normal capacity. But according to our local supermarkets, the product is nowhere to be found. So what happens when there's an unexpected toilet paper demand spike? Most of the mills already run 24 hours a day and seven days a week. They're running at capacity and it's not like there are idle machines not in use that can be turned on to increase production. The shortage has affected people all over the world. In Oregon, police reminded residents that it's not appropriate to call 911 if they run out of toilet paper. In the UK, sewage systems are feared to be in danger of being clogged due to toilet paper substitutes. In Australia, two women came to blows over a shopping cart filled with packages of toilet paper. And shockingly, in Florida, a man was arrested and charged with burglary for breaking into a neighbor's truck and stealing a $1 six-pack of toilet paper. At the moment, America is suffering from one of the greatest toilet paper shortages of our time. It's unclear if the popular bath tissue will ever be restocked to the levels of its glory days in 2019. But for now, the only thing left to do is wait and see and blame. A Bankstown mother and daughter have been charged after a fight over toilet paper in Woolworths. The vision of the shoppers arguing with another woman went viral as supermarkets impose new purchase limits to curb coronavirus hysteria. The fight over toilet paper that went viral around the world. I just want one pack. No, not one pack. Now the 60-year-old mother and her 23-year-old daughter, who were wheeling a trolley full of rolls at Woolworths Chalora, have been charged with a fray and are due in court next month. Fun facts, a.k.a. death stats. Toilet paper is made of one of two sources. Virgin pulp from trees or recycled pulp obtained from materials like discarded copy paper. Virgin pulp comes from Canada and the United States. 
one tree produces about 200 rolls of toilet paper. Global toilet paper production consumes 27,000 trees daily. As of now, no deaths have been reported due to the toilet paper shortage crisis. You don't have to buy so much. Take it easy. Just relax. People are going in and they're buying more. They, I remember, uh, I guess, during the conversation, Doug of Walmart said that they're buying more than they buy at Christmas. Relax. We're doing great. It all will pass. It all will pass. So this is the situation that we're in right now. And today with us, we have producer Amanda. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Chris. And uh, spoiler alert, Amanda. Oh, my God. (laughs) Fact checker Chris Smith. Hey, guys. It's me, fact checker Chris Smith. And get this fact straight. This is a virus. Okay, great. Thank you, Chris. I don't have a guest today because we are self-quarantined and... The studios are closed. Amanda, maybe you can talk about the area studios are closed. Yeah, we've locked the doors. And <laughs> That's all it took. All of our podcasts, uh, most of them are continuing to record remotely. So luckily, we're all able to do that. And if, you know, down the road, if we want to have a guest on, we could Skype someone else in. But I think for now, as we kind of ease into this transition, there's no problem with just doing it with, you know, the original three. <laughs> Um, and luckily, I live with Chris, so that helps. That makes it easier. Part of our vows is that we would have to live together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's dive in to this very serious toilet paper crisis that we're going through right now. This might be a shocker to some people, but this is not the first time that this has happened. I don't know if you know this, Amanda or Chris. I, I not I didn't I've never experienced it. I was never aware of it in my lifetime. I didn't realize that this had happened before. This has, and it was before your time. It was during the global oil crisis of 1973. Now, according to PriceEconomics.com, for most Americans, 1973 was marred by shortages. In the year's first few months, the stock market crashed and lost over 45% of its value. One of the worst declines in history. In October, an Arab oil embargo sparked an ongoing crisis that saw gas rise from $3 per barrel to nearly $12 per barrel. Quietly, the U.S. spiraled into a period of economic stagnation and malaise and hadn't, that it hadn't seen since the Great Depression. Gasoline, electricity, and onions were heavily reported as goods and services that were in limited supply, and Americans cultivated a, quote, shortage psychology. Then, right in the midst of the economic turmoil, a toilet paper scare ignited a communal panic attack. Now... Like most scares, the toilet paper fiasco all started in an un- by, was started by an unsubstantiated rumor. In November of 1973, several news agencies reported that a tissue shortage was happening in Japan. Now, the ground was set for consumer panic, and all it needed was a spark to ignite it. When Johnny Carson cracked a joke about mm. toilet paper on his television talk show, and that's when things got serious. This is what he said, quote, you know, we've got all sorts of shortages these days, but you, but, sorry, I'm not doing a good Johnny Carson impression. (laughs) No, uh, we've got all kinds of shortages these days, 
No, that's not good either. Please don't do that. <laughs> I don't I don't know what he sounds like. Yeah, we're part of a younger generation. We're too young to know who jo- care about Johnny Carson. We know who yeah. Johnny Carson is. He was a is. massive part of like uh, of, of American life. Okay, so this is what he says. He says, you know, we have we've got all sorts of shortages these days, but have you heard the latest? I'm not kidding. I saw it in the papers. There's a shortage of toilet paper. Now that's mm. not even a well constructed joke. No, um, no well, slam to Johnny the, Carson. I think that's the setup. This line on television that was watched by 20 million viewers abs- created this absolute madness. Um, and again, back to economic priceeconomics.com, millions of Americans swarmed grocery outlets and hoarded all the toilet paper that they could get their hands on. For four long months, a toilet paper was a rare commodity, and it was bartered and traded, and a, a black market even emerged before the whole ordeal subsided in February of 74. Oh my gosh. Slowly but surely, the American public realized that there had never been a shortage to begin with. Rather, it had been artificially created by a pop culture frenzy. Okay, I have a joke on on YouTube. I'm going to play it. Do you know what else is disappearing from the supermarket shelves? Toilet paper. (laughs) Ha ha ha, you can laugh now. There is an acute shortage of toilet paper in the good old United States. We gotta quit writing on it. We gotta quit writing on it. I wanna tell you, it is serious. I just saw a commercial where, I know it's coming, uh, where Mrs. Olson comes in with a shopping bag and the housewife says, forget the coffee, just give me the shopping bag. Wait, there All might right. be one more. Hang on. No, that's it. That's okay. it. Wow. Okay, it was a better joke than I thought. Well, I like we got to stop writing on it. I like the shopping bag. You like the shopping the, bag. That was kind of a double punch. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it delivered, but Johnny Carson was blamed for that particular toilet paper uh, shortage. Really? So, and I just want to point out that it's it, it wasn't just in 73. It was... Uh, the uh, Venezuelan government faced a similar crisis in 2013. Also, during the Spanish flu, um, there was a panic that erupted because of the Vicks vapor rub. Vapor rub. Um, so the company, uh, according to McLean's.ca, I think that's Doc Canada. The company's website says that in uh, Vicks Vapor Rub, in just one year during the outbreak, sales of the product grew from 900,000 to 2.9 million, and that the company had to run its plant day and night to keep it up. I guess people thought that this was, uh, or, or were using this ingredient to relieve this, their, uh, symptoms from the Spanish flu. I mean, um, okay, so let's talk about anxiety. Now, okay, yes. This is it. <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> I mean, you call me an expert on it, but uh, this is a, one of the key elements of this particular disaster. According to Reuters, in Australia, major grocers have restricted supplies to one pack per person. In Japan's ro- rolls are chained to the wall in public toilets. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and in Hong Kong, Armed robbers carried out a heist as supplies were delivered to a supermarket. That's incredible. So the demand has caught many shoppers and sellers short, but psychologists say that hoarding is a natural human reaction in times of high anxiety. 
and a desire to ensure sufficient supplies for lavatory visits in particular is not too much of a surprise. The size of toilet paper makes it feel like a substantial big purchase. It makes it feel like we're doing something. It taps back into the need for control. If you're buying a hefty bag of toilet paper, you kind of feel like you're stocking up and you you signify to yourself that you are in mm. control. Wow. Um, and it's so true. Well, if that's true, then why aren't people stocking up on beach balls too? <laughs> I am, Chris. You should open one of my closets. They'll all roll out. <laughs> Amanda, that's so mean. <laughs> but what about what about if we this goes into summer and I, I have all the beach balls, I'm gonna sell them for a premium. <laughs> okay, trade them for one roll of toilet paper. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but I totally understand this also. I mean, being able to clean yourself um, is just like such a base human need. And if you feel like if you can't do that, then it is going to devolve into a Lord of the Flies type situation. Yeah, I guess you can put anxiety and need to control as uh, they're, they're kind of the same thing, right? It's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Do you have anxiety? And that's why you have a need of, to control? Or do you have a need to control? And that's what, what gives you anxiety, right? Right. I think anxiety is good. We should throw that up on the board. But so explain to me, is there a shortage or no? There's a shortage because people are hoarding. But there wouldn't be a shortage if people would just plan to like buy their toilet paper per usual. Exactly. It's not like the plants are shutting down and we're not going to be able to get toilet paper in the future. It's just that they can't meet the demand at the moment because people the hoarding. are hoarding. Yeah. Right now, technically speaking, there is a shortage because if you were to go to a grocery store, you could you, you wouldn't be able to buy toilet paper. Also, on Amazon, a lot of these toilet papers are showing up as un, unavailable. Hoarding has to go up on the yeah. board. I mean, that is the reason why there's a shortage is because of hoarding. There, you, you know, it doesn't, it's not that there was a shortage and people started hoarding. It was that people started hoarding and now everyone who wasn't hoarding can't find toilet paper. Right. No, it's true. And there's a distinction between hoarding and anxiety. And, you know, hoarding is the result of anxiety, but it's a, it's an active choice. And so those are two separate things. You can have anxiety and not hoard. And now let's take a quick break to talk to Dr. Melissa Norberg, an associate professor in psychology at the Center for Emotional Health at Macquarie University in Sydney, Australia. Dr. Norberg, thank you so much for joining us today. Can you talk to us uh, about the psychology behind hoarding and how it's linked to anxiety? Yeah, so hoarding disorder is defined by an extreme inability to part with possessions because of a perceived need that you need to have them, and then also a desire to avoid the distress associated with throwing them away. Now, in 85% of cases of hoarding disorder, people also excessively acquire possessions. And hoarding is on a continuum, meaning that it exists to varying degrees in everybody. So some individuals may only acquire and save a few items that they don't really need. Other people may save just a few more items than that to some people who save so many items that they can no longer use their homes for their intended purposes. But in every case, there is, it's not just a perceived need to save the items, but also a distress or discomfort that someone doesn't want to feel from not acquiring or not saving the possession. How is this linked to anxiety? So the idea that you're going to have to go without the possession or get rid of the possession, that 
leads to thoughts that cause discomfort, which can be anxiety in some cases. And then that not being able or not wanting to tolerate that experience of anxiety and distress can cause someone to save the possession. What, what do you think about, it is about the coronavirus that is driving people, some people who don't normally tend to hoard or stockpile in excess. Uh, and why, why toilet paper in particular? Okay, well, first, I'm not quite sure that panic buying is the same thing as hoarding. So as mentioned, hoarding isn't so much excessively acquiring, although that's often part of it. It's more the difficulty discarding and saving so many items that you can't use your homes for what they were intended. So without going into people's homes and seeing how they're, do they have the space for what they're buying? I can't really call it hoarding, but what we Uh. can see from um, seeing people at the shops and the empty shelves is that there is excessive acquiring going on. And so that's the term used that we're using right now is panic buying. Panic buying. And yeah. So with the coronavirus, it's a new situational stressor. So it's a virus and we haven't experienced it before. And so when we go shopping, we're probably relying on rules of thumb to get a spy. So we might think, well, when I typically get sick, what are the types of products that I need? And I need to make sure that I have enough of those to get me by. And so toilet paper happens to be one of the products that we often need when we're sick. Um, But coronavirus isn't just the same old illness that we're used to, it brings up new things. And so we saw at the end of January that China went into lockdown. And so right away that starts to um, trigger fears about a loss of freedom. So freedom is a basic human right. And just the thought of our freedom being taken away from us can be very, very scary. And so those thoughts can trigger urges. Well, I need, I need to buy, I need to prepare for this that could lead to excessive acquiring behavior in some people. To hear the rest of our conversation, tune in to Thursday's Aftermath. Now back to our show. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. 
For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So let's now talk about the human brain because I, I, I did some research and according to mclean's.ca, which I think is Canada again, um, you want me to look that up? <laughs> sure. Sure, keep him busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, fear is contagious, says Stephen Taylor, a professor of psychiatry at the University of British Columbia and author of Psychology of the, Ap- of the Pandemics. Quote, we pick up cues by looking at other people. It's how stampedes happen in stadiums. So if you're in a shopping center and you see some people around you acting in a frightened way, and stocking up, that's going to have a fear contagion effect that causes other people to start over purchasing. Yeah. So have you guys been to a grocery store and experienced this? Yes. On Wednesday night, when shit hit the fan, as they say, as Trump was like addressing the nation, he hadn't even finished. I got in my car and I went to Stater Brothers. Um, and I, no one was there yet. And I, I just grabbed a cart and I filled it up with, you know, pasta, uh, you know, canned tomato, uh, whatever, all, all the things that we thought we might need. And there was already no toilet paper or just a wow. few. Well, well, there were a few. Actually, there were a few rolls at the time. Now, by the time. And you didn't hoard. And I didn't because hoard because had I had. Them. I had already purchased. So by the time I got in line. It was a frenzy. And I'm talking Ugh. like a matter of an hour. It, oh, my God. People had gotten there with families and they were – there was a guy who I saw put like 12 cartons of eggs. But, okay, so I think like the um, herd mentality or f- the fear contagion effect, mm. I think one of those should be on the board. I think fear contagion effect. So now let's talk about social media. I mean, this has been, had a huge effect on this current crisis. This is this is a big one, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, according according to Reuters, quote in Japan, the economy ministry has launched a, a publicity campaign to urge calm, posting daily photos on its Twitter account of delivery trucks carrying toilet rolls arriving full at their destinations and of replenished store aisles. Mm. Now, I, I'll just say this. For me, this only perpetuates anxiety because if the economy ministry is posting about it, then it must be serious. Well, yeah. And anytime I I know my wife and anytime I say calm down, it's going to have the opposite effect. (laughs) (laughs) What they actually need to tell people is, go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I understand. I totally understand. I understand. That's oh right. God, that sounds that sounds really tough. That sounds really tough. I'm with you. I'm well, re- I will say my first glimpse into the idea that there we weren't going to have enough toilet paper or anything really was seeing these posts of the empty shelves on Instagram and Twitter. And it really is that thing of what comes first, the chicken or the egg. 
that people see that and they run out and they buy everything and they hoard and then they, you know, and then the shelves are empty because people are hoarding because there was one empty shelf, one place in the world. Right. And now we're all freaking out because social media, while I think it's been really helpful and soothing for people during self-quarantine, is also very stressful and I think also causes people a lot of anxiety. Again, Reuters says, <laughs> I know I keep going back to Reuters. Um, but this time around, social media played a major role in making the worries of the toilet paper crunch propagate like wildfire. Collective behaviors among humans are remarkably similar to processes in the animal kingdom, such as schooling among fish and flocking among birds. So it's like, this is only going to make it worse. Mm -hmm. Stop posting photos of your grocery store. Well, let's put social media up on the board. And I want to talk about a tweet from Hong Kong. Now, according to McLean's.ca, panic buying often starts with a rumor that a product, in this case toilet paper, is in short supply. Some of the first tweets to come out of Hong Kong on February 5th, where the toilet paper panic began, cited troubling online rumors for frenzied hoarding. So I, I went, I, I followed the link and it led me to a Twitter handle uh, of a person or the handle is at Alvin I. Lum. He is a political journalist specializing in Hong Kong's political and justice system. And he tweeted a video of a long checkout line of shoppers buying large quantities of toilet paper with the caption, quote, Troubling online rumors caused a certain sudden surge in demand for toilet paper in two supermarkets in uh, Wan Chai. People are buying bags and bags of them while the shelves are clearing up soon. Welcome. Uh, one major supermarket already clarified their supply is okay. So apparently a lot can be linked to this one tweet by this journalist on February 5th. Interesting, even though he's linking back to some pre-existing online rumors. Right. <laughs> so it's like there must have been some other online rumor, but maybe he brought it to light in a more effective way. That is such a dangerous thing to do in times like these, because if you have the backing of some kind of newspaper and you, you know, people will take you seriously. So I think that we should put Alvin L on the, on the board. I mean, we could put him on the board as sort of the figurehead of all the tweeters who are making the problem bad. Um, and finally, I mean, I think I just have two more things that I think that we should talk about. One of them is our need to present the need to present ourselves as clean. So according to time.com, we are also exceedingly social creatures and we count on the community for our survival. People seen as unclean or unwell are at risk of being shunned, which in the state of nature could mean death. We've gone beyond using leaves and it's about being clean and presentable and social and not smelling bad. So he, they're linking the, the toilet paper to this need uh, for us not to be shamed in society. Hmm. Because why is it that it's toilet paper? Uh, other than like, yes, it's a huge box when you take it from the grocery store shelves and it, it's, um, you know, 
grocery store shelves, shelf space is large for toilet paper in, in grocery stores because they need it. And so when it's not there, it looks like a huge empty aisle. But why is it toilet paper? And Right, and not like... Well, well, it's toilet paper, it's hand sanitizer, it's dr- canned goods. I mean, to me also part of this is everyone saying, and we're kind of doing that too, but saying, oh, everyone's hoarding toilet paper, everyone's hoarding toilet paper. Well, it may have started with toilet paper early, but the truth is people are also like hoarding frozen food and hoarding beans and rice and and hand sanitizer. So it's these kind of like really things, these basic things. Uh-huh. And I do think while toilet paper has become the figurehead for for hoarding in general, it's not just toilet paper. Mm-hmm. No, it's it also is the cleaning supplies and the yeah. The, uh, right, right. Masks. I mean, masks Mas- as well. You can't find masks. So maybe then we don't put uh, <laughs> the, our need to present ourselves as clean. But I think there is something to that. Like if you're maybe that falls under the sort of human nature herd mentality, the, the fear, whatever we put on the board for that. What was it called? Oh, fear contagion. Fear contagion. I mean, it's it's just kind of goes into anxiety and human nature in a way where people, what, what I said before about people think if they can't clean their butts, then things are just going to devolve. Let's finally talk about the uh, the government's response to the coronavirus. Is this something that we can put up on the board? Can we put Trump up on the board? I'd love to blame Trump for this, yeah. <laughs> At first, he was really downplaying everything. but And so in a way, it's kind of hard to blame him because he wasn't being alarmist enough. However, I think generally people's distrust in him and distrust in the current administration led everyone to feel like they were on their own. I, I think that to me is a major player. Mm-hmm. The The fact that he was downplaying it, it, it's it's essentially the same thing as, as telling someone to calm down where they're, when they're telling you that they're feeling anxious about something. And and you're you're not acknowledging the fact that uh of of what's happening around you. I mean, this is like a simple 101 dealing with anxiety situation. Okay, so there's that A that he tried to sort of like calm everybody down by downplaying the effects of the virus and that was a he was wrong about. And then there's also the sort of like seeds that he's sown throughout his administration where he said Fake news, don't trust the media, the media is the enemy of the people. Okay, so on the one hand, you have him telling us not to trust the media. And then on the other hand, how can you trust him? Because all he does is lie, and all there is out there is counterfactuals, like uh, from things that he says. And so who do I trust? Look, I, don't know. I, I think just... you're, you're, it's chaos. And in times of chaos, people uh, need to, you know, feel like they need to fend for themselves because. They, they, it is hasn't been an organized response. So I would like to put the government's slow response up on the board. Um, and unless you want to just, unless you want to, you know, say Trump. I mean, I just say let's let's just do Trump. People are taking their pace off of his tone. Okay, so why don't you read what we have up on the board? Okay, great. So so far up on the board, who's responsible for the toilet paper crisis of 2020? Anxiety hoarding, fear contagion effect, (laughs) social media, Alvin L. And I think he's a, uh, he's, he represents, 
Twitter at large or people tweeting people about? People who tweeted from uh, Hong Kong where, where it started. People who tweeted from Hong Kong. Okay. So Alvin L, a.k.a. people who tweeted from Hong Kong and Donald J. Trump. So I think off the bat, we can't take anything off. <laughs> we have to. We have to. Who are we going to wipe off the board? Mm. <laughs> I mean, hoarding, anxiety, fear contagion effect. I mean, that is... Okay, I have a pitch for who to take off. Okay. Don't I, tell me Alvin. No, I think it's Alvin. But okay. I'm going to start with, you might surprise, be surprised here, social media. I have thoughts my too. Thought, my, my thought on taking wiping off social media from the blame board is I think that the platform itself is actually really, you know, social media platforms in general are actually really helpful in times of crisis. And for the most part, I, I think that our response in terms of locking people down and getting people indoors is overall has been a net positive thing that social media has contributed. And so I think while, yes, it might have caused some chaos and, and stress for people and anxiety um, and contributed to the hoarding factor, I think that on a whole, social media has been a good thing. Now, I think the greatest defense for social media is the fact that this happened in the 70s pre-social media. So there was always a way for this sort of fear and hoarding behavior to spread, whether it be Twitter or Instagram or the news, the media in general, or some late night talk show host making a joke. So to Mm -hmm. me, the fact that this has happened in the past is going to be our guiding light, I think, in what we end up sending to jail. I think that's a really great point. Look, it happened in the past and there when, when social media wasn't around. So there's an underlying issue here. Mm-hmm. So I feel good taking social media off the board. And, and with that, maybe our Hong Kong friend. That's right. I just want to just, formally apologize to Alvin just, L. He just took a video <laughs> in a supermarket in Hong Kong and for some reason... He got linked to an article we did research on, and now he's on our board. But that's how things go in the Alarmist. We don't give a fuck. He's got 19,000 followers. I mean, he'll never know how close he came to being (laughs) sent to jail. So let's talk about anxiety, hoarding, and fear contagion, because those are, in some ways, three peas in a pod. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So true. Now, I think fear contagion effect is more of like the natural uh, way it's just how humans naturally act. Not saying that anxiety isn't a natural human response. Okay, so anxiety is something people can have for a variety of reasons that can affect a variety of situations. Um, not everyone with anxiety is running out to hoard toilet paper. Now, the fear contagion effect to me is more powerful and more impactful because It really is something that anyone who's been to a grocery store in the last couple of days, you can get swept up in that before you even know it. To me, that that one's got to stay. And actually hoarding and anxiety, I would say we can take both of those off. Like hoarding because it's too on the nose. You can't blame hoarding for hoarding, you know? (laughs) 
<laughs> I true. agree. And I've seen people who on in a on the whole don't really suffer from a lot of anxiety really get swept up That's into this situation. A great point. Yes. So I think we can take anxiety and hoarding off of the board. So just left up there are fear contagion effect and Trump. And I have an idea. Oh. I think I have an idea of what I want to do. Okay. <laughs> I think I want to send fear contagion effect to the alarmist jail and give Trump the big slap. I love that. Me too. <laughs> Sounds great. It's just, it's well-deserved. You can't blame him for a, a, a humankind's natural instincts, but he's definitely made it worse. He has not been a good leader at this time. He hasn't in my been a opinion. good listener and he hasn't been a good leader. No. And for anyone out there who has someone who wants to hoard something <laughs> at the moment, don't just say don't hoard. Say, I hear you. I understand what you're going through. Let's come up with a plan. Mm -hmm. So I think it's settled. Trump, you're getting the big slap. Fear contagion effect, you're going to the alarmist jail. That was pretty easy, I will say. Well, the world is a better place now that fear contagion effect is <laughs> in the alarmist jail. Mm -hmm. Those, like like many of these, uh, have a, a tendency to escape. Mm -hmm. So we, we must be vigilant. The toilet paper crisis of 2020 is an ongoing matter. At the moment, we are uncertain as to how it will unfold, but we will make sure to continue to check in regarding this disaster. you think is to blame by going to the alarmistpodcast.com follow us at the alarmist the on twitter at the alarmist podcast on instagram or email us at the alarmist podcast at gmail.com tune in next week as we'll be talking about the disaster that was the final season of game of thrones Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.